The more I tried to do things right, the more I tried to be better and to do it to her level or to her standards, the more I failed, the more I was berated or kind of broken down. From the sunny palms of Los Angeles, this is Bully Buster, the podcast where Rhonda Orr speaks with guests battling the bully culture. Listen to real stories and find real solutions using Rhonda's Triangle of Triumph, going from victim to survivor to leader. Rhonda is an award-winning executive trainer, columnist, and speaker. She's also served as the founder of two nonprofits addressing child abuse and bullying. Now, here's Rhonda. Welcome back, moms. If you've ever been bullied at work, you'll want to hear my guest today. Marilyn Huffman has worked at the Better Business Bureau for nine years. She's the director for the Pacific Southwest region. Marilyn provides support and education as president of the professional women's group in her territory. She's an inspiration to women facing on-the-job bullying by other women. Statistics show that woman-on-woman bullying is 65% more common than woman-on-man bullying. Having been bullied out a couple of places during her career, and I have too, she's gained great empathy for many women like herself, those women who need to learn the right and the tricky way to approach this pervasive problem. Bullying by a boss causes fears to take over, like needing your job to pay bills, (laughs) feeling undermined, overwhelmed by condescending bosses, and sometimes even your peers and subordinates, and my favorite, when you have to walk on eggshells because evidently you are doing everything wrong. Our discussion on bullying in the workplace will surprise you. Marilyn, I was reading a recent survey in Forbes, and it's called Workplace Bullying Survey, And it said that 75% of employees are affected by this. That means it's on the rise because just a year ago, it was 65%. What happened to you the first time that you were bullied? The first time that I realized I was being bullied was when I woke up every morning afraid to go to work. It was no longer something that I was looking forward to. I I was grateful to have a job, but that gratefulness was seriously impacted by my fear of what am I going to do wrong today? How am I going to displease my boss? And that is a very frustrating, intimidating way to approach a work day. Once I recognized it, I thought, what am I going to do about this? How am I going to change this? How am I going to uh, figure out how best to approach this? And it was, it was very difficult. What did you do about it? I definitely took time to meditate and think about what it is that I wanted to do. Did I want to continue to work at this company and maybe move into a different position? Or did I want to try something else? So I went to my immediate supervisor who was not the one that was bullying me. My The one that was bullying me was actually the owner of the company. And she was like that to everyone. That was her. It was not just me that she singled out, but it still doesn't really matter. <laughs> and I made the decision at that time to seek education, to change jobs, 
to be able to do something different, I decided I wasn't going to tolerate it, that I would tolerate it long enough to pay my bills and long enough to be able to get the education that I needed to move into a different vocation. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I applaud that move because you chose not to stay a victim. I think it really does help to have a a spiritual belief or some kind of inner core that's outside of yourself that you can draw from to just give you the strength to be able to get through that. And I think knowing that there that the light at the end of the tunnel is not an oncoming train can be very can be very helpful. And honestly, when you take the bull by the horns, when you take back ownership of what's going on, it lessens the bullying. You are the one that is in control. You are not going to give them full power. And in fact, thinking about employees, there are women who bully women, 65% more than they bully men. I mean, that's huge. Did this same boss, did she bully men or was it a lesser amount? I would say it was a lesser amount. I was bullied as a child. I think most children go through some form of that. So it can make it hard to identify. And likewise, those that are bullied as a child tend to be vulnerable as an adult to being bullied. And the bullies that were child bullies definitely stay bullies because that's the way they have learned how to undermine someone, to manipulate, to be aggressive. Fear is a very horrible, horrible thing to have as opposed to faith. And I used to do seminars on fear and how that would attack us, the vulnerability that it creates and how it snowballs into this dark, dark place where we convince ourselves we have no power and we can't do anything about it. What do you do when bystanders, they are just as guilty of bullying when they don't stand up for you? So what do you think about people that stand by? Guilty by association. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about people that won't stand up? Well, I think that you are correct in that sense. They either are scared themselves in the same position that you are and potentially an ally. So depending on how you approach it, and I think that this can all be done in the workplace professionally. So if you have someone else that is clearly witnessing this and is not speaking up, a lot of times it does mean that they themselves are afraid. They're afraid of that person turning on them. They're afraid to shine the spotlight on themselves because they themselves do not want to be bullied. And so they, in turn, are just kind of allowing it to happen. They could potentially be an ally, you know, someone that you could go to in confidence and say, you know, look, if if I go to HR, would you be willing to speak up? Would you be willing to back up these things with me? I have seen that happen. I have seen teams before come together. That's what actually happened to me personally. The second time that this occurred I was being bullied by my boss, my immediate supervisor, and it was more of a manipulation type thing. She would withhold specific information, maybe instructions. There would be five steps to something that I was supposed to do, and I would only learn four of them from her or three of them from her. And so everything I did was wrong. And the harder I worked, 
the more I tried to do things right, the more I tried to be better and to do it to her level or to her standards, the more I failed, the more I was berated or kind of broken down. It was very degrading in that sense. And I was doing this while the team around me, and I was looking at her and thinking, she's young. She's inexperienced because she was younger than I was. And sometimes when you have a, a superior that is younger than you are, you don't feel like you can speak up or you do what I did and you tend to make excuses for them. They're just young. They don't understand. She truly had not yet had proper training. And the bully doesn't bully by accident. And I will tell you a lot of times in the workplace, the bullies tend to be high performers. They're usually the top salesperson. Obviously, there's great supervisors and great managers out there, and there are great people out there. I happen to work for an amazing company filled with people like that. But a lot of times, they are definitely the top performers. It's kind of their way of making themselves feel good about themselves. Absolutely. Well, bullies, by definition, are people who want power, not by their own capabilities, but basically stealing it from someone else. And they do the types of techniques that you're talking about, manipulation, undermining, as she did very purposefully. But I think we don't stop and realize to ourselves, this girl who is younger than you, and you gave her credit for being inexperienced, but of course, you still have to nip it in the bud or leave. I do have to say it was, a, I believe, a very happy ending because the team did come together. We did go to HR. We did. It was scary. I admit it. <laughs> but it, we, we talked with them. And I did speak out to them at that time and said, look, her superiors have not given her the proper training. She herself had a superior who was a bully. And she was getting her training from that person. I'm very happy to say that she was able to get the training that she needed. Now, for me, myself, I ended up moving into a different department within that company because, to be completely honest, I needed to. Sometimes those scars heal, but they don't go away. <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. It really does. I always liken it to an injury before it's actually a scar, you're looking at it as hurting, you're patching it up. But then after the scar is there, you look at it and you go, huh. And rather than sometimes saying, hey, I survived that, that scar means that I overcame, I was strong. Fear didn't stop me from taking action steps forward. For instance, I had a case where the founder of a multi- million dollar company. I was her global educator and I developed and implemented education programs. I trained the trainer. I did all those things. And there was someone that I hired to be an account executive that had been in similar situations as me. But I found out she went behind my back, spilling out everything that she thought was wrong about me and this particular woman was a bully, although she touted being so humble, you know? <laughs> Those are the hardest types of bullies to, to address, to discover, to even know that it's there. Sometimes the damage can happen before you realize it. When I found out that she had gone behind my back after I was covering for her, she didn't move to the territory she was supposed to move to. 
which caused a hardship on me. I kept waiting for her to move. And while I was waiting, I was taking care of her territory, which was not a part of my job, not my hat to wear. She said things like, well, you got a severance package, didn't you? Well, I guess they just wanted me because my exper- of my experience. And I'm sure you know from being a regional leader of the Better Business Bureau, you know that you cannot bring politics, sex, mm-hmm. race, religion, all of it. <laughs> but just like children, I always tell them, you can't ignore that. Moms, you cannot tell your child to ignore bullying. You have to have the strategy of reporting it, reporting it, reporting it. If you do not report it, even though it may not turn out as rosy as your situation did, I mean, I got let go because this woman took my position, although they called it something different. And um, they can do that legally. And I tell girls who are bullied at school, if you report this to the school and the school doesn't do anything, then you go to the Board of Supervisors. And if they don't do anything, then you go to the police. I had an incident where a girl was at the Boys and Girls Club. She was being bullied, and she reported it to her parents, and her parents grounded her for three weeks. And in that particular situation, I told her, here's what you're going to do from now on. At the first sign of being bullied, you stand tall. You walk over to the bully. You say, stop bullying me. You turn, you walk away, and you keep reporting them. And they can, human resources can only ignore that for so long. Is that correct? Absolutely. And really, in all honesty, they should not be ignoring it. That is why you are correct. Square those shoulders. Do not take on a defensive stance. Stand offensively with your shoulders back and your head held high and call attention to it. Explain why you have a problem, you know, and you can do this in the workforce too. You can, and I would recommend that you say their name a lot. Saying their name, it speaks to their ego while. (laughs) What a great tip. (laughs) It really does. And surely we know, even by this survey, that 80% of men have bullied a woman at some point in their career And that woman will not, even in this era of enlightenment, they won't stand up to the man, even more so than the woman. I have to admit, I've had one situation with that, and it was a gentleman at a place where I worked. We were outside taking a break. I I think it was a morning break. And he was new at the company, and clearly he had a wedding ring on and he even mentioned his wife to someone else that was out there at the time. Just get to know you type questions and discussion was going on. And after the other person left, I was still out there with him talking and he made a comment to me. He said, you're very pretty. And I said, I instantly, I couldn't help myself. And this is where I was very thankful for the kind of raising that I had from my parents. I said, you're very married. And I would appreciate it if you wouldn't talk to me like that again. (laughs) So isn't it funny how I was able to do that with him? (laughs) And he never bothered me again like that. He was always very respectful to me after that. The reason 
why it's harder to call out women is because we're supposed to be in this camp altogether who have been bullied, sexually harassed. Any form of maltreatment has happened by men. And so you have a tendency to think, well, my gender is going to stick together because Me Too happened and, you know, all these other things that happened before that even were to empower us together. And here they are betraying you. Yes, that's why if you are going to confront them, it is really something that you can do it behind the scenes. I would recommend that. I would not do it in front of everyone. I feel like that is only going to embarrass and inflame the flames. (laughs) But you do want to make sure that you have another person there. If you are going to have that conversation, you should have someone from HR. You should have someone else on your team. There should be someone else there that can help not, so not only will you have written documentation, but you, will, you would also have a witness to that confrontation. Well, do you have calls from people to the Better Business Bureau? I know you're a regional, but do the other territory offices report to you that they have calls from people saying, I've been bullied, I don't know what to do? Absolutely. And I myself have taken calls like that. You get calls from consumers that are being bullied maybe by a business, but I would say more often than not, it tends to be the businesses calling us to find out how to deal with a consumer that's bullying them. And that can be really tough. (laughs) And then there is also just workplace because most of what I do is offer education to businesses. And a lot of that education talks about this. How do you create great morale within your staff. And if you can create great morale within your staff and nurture that, then you are going to always have good customer service because you're going to have a staff that's happy and wants to perform, wants to work well together. And bullying just, there's no place for it if you're going to have a successful overall. Those companies that are very that are highly successful and that stay in business for long periods of time that people are willing to speak highly of, I guarantee you that they are the kind of businesses that nip bullying in the bud. They don't tolerate it. You're absolutely right. They don't allow that and they don't allow it to the customer base. They don't do it to their employees. They have good morale there. So you're not offended by a customer who's a bully. You can just take it for what it is. (laughs) That's exactly right. It's a passing moment, which by definition, if they keep coming back, then they're really a bully. And I've had that happen and had to train to that myself. And it always boils down to choose not to stay a victim. It is the job of the company that's offering a service or a product to stay civil. And our definition of civility is be caring, be considerate, be courteous. Yes, have manners. If someone bullies you, that doesn't give you the right to bully them back. Revenge bullying or to turn it around on them and become aggressive to them. And as a woman, that is so our instinct. Right. I call it the mama bear instinct Mm -hmm. because you feel like you're protecting your own and your own may just literally be you. Right. So much better for you to look at them and to know that they are coming from a place of insecurity, that their bullying is the only thing that they know how to do 
to make themselves, to build themselves up. And that is so unhealthy. So if you can see that, it can make it easier for you to stay at a place that you need to stay at while you figure out where you need to go. Excellent advice. What is your final thought or message that you have for moms who are being bullied at their workplace? So I would say try to see fear as an opportunity. Try to see that word as not a negative word, but a word that is bringing to light something that needs to be addressed. It's giving you an opportunity to be courageous, to do something that maybe you thought you would never have the guts to do. Don't let fear swallow you. Try to see it as an opportunity. And please, 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 if you are in a position where you are having to stay at a company, as I've had to do before, and continue to work there and pay the bills, and basically, in a sense, take the bullying while you figure things out, make sure that you take care of yourself outside of work. Make sure that you are honest with your children. You know what? Look, mom had a rough day. And I just don't want you to think that if I snap at you or when I just did lose my temper with you, that it has anything to do with you. If you are honest and upfront with them, then that's almost like you nipping your inner bully. Like you're, <laughs> you're nipping that in the bud and saying, I'm not going to do that. I want to be honest with you and let you know, I feel like throwing a temper tantrum right now and I'm an adult. And I want to let you know, sometimes adults have the same issues that you do. Absolutely. <laughs> and we, we can get through this together. And I think if you do that as a team, if you draw on that as a team, it will help you. And your children need to understand that. They need to understand that this doesn't just go away because you become an adult. And it empowers your children. That example, talk, 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 is just as important as report, report, report for children to learn that if they talk with their moms and their moms are saying, hey, I'm human. I am only reacting this way because I'm human and I don't want to, but sometimes I just have to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I'll try to overcome this. And there's one other thing that I think moms can do is learn how to do physical gestures, you know, screaming into that pillow writing until you can't write anymore, Yes. Uh, chop on pretend wood until you're exhausted or go to an exercise class, <laughs> you know, That's do right. one of those things. <laughs> and uh, I just want to tell you, I so appreciate talking to you. You have given so many tips and you are so strong and empowered. There's nothing that you can't do. I thank you, Marilyn, for being with me today on Bully Buster. Thank you for having me, Rhonda. Thank you. My takeaways from my discussion with Marilyn Huffman on workplace bullying are threefold. Number one, there are great solutions for you to resolve bullying at your workplace. You don't have to quit and stomp out like we all want to do or try revenge bullying. You certainly don't have to take legal action. Number two, we can learn how to identify bullying. Look for constant manipulation and aggression. Notice when bosses leave out really important information you need to do a good job, causing you to look bad. Number three, Marilyn gave us so many tips on resolving the issues centered around bosses who bully, I can't even mention all of them. My favorite, however, is how to turn a witness into an ally. 
Make sure to read more about the subject in our show notes, which are available at bullybuster.us slash workplace. And sign up for our newsletter at bullybuster.us slash newsletter. Oh, and please subscribe so you won't miss our new shows that come out every Wednesday. Thanks for joining me this week. And let's end bullying with civility. Go to Rhonda's website, bullybuster.us, to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. That's also where you'll find information about having Rhonda speak at your event or school. It's all at bullybuster.us.